Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Polkwit will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty-three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. Hello Chiefs Kingdom and welcome back to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. My name is Owen Widdowson and today I'm joined by Neil Blair. Hello. Duncan Smart. How about those Chiefs? <laughs> and Tom Neary. Oh yeah. Um, as the Oscars were just the other night, we figured we'd throw together our own little Chiefs Award ceremony um, for the podcast tonight. So guys, first of all, did you watch the Oscars at all? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I, I, I do have a tuxedo on right now though, so you know. In character. <laughs> oh, I thought we were all doing that. Yeah, because so have I. Perfect. Just killed. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get uh, that so we... Standards, guys, standards. <laughs> yeah, we're setting a precedent. Um, so, first of all, we're going to go for um, player of the season on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, so, we'll start with uh, Neil. Do you want to go ahead and give your player of the season? Um, my offensive player of the season is Mitchell Schwartz. Uh, something like 700 snaps, zero sacks allowed. Um, he was just an absolute beast all season. Um, anyone that keeps Patrick Mahomes upright is good in my book. Um, and he is possibly one of the most underrated players in the league. So for me, Mitchell Swartz all the way. Cool. Perfect. Um, and Tom? Uh, I went with a very similar theme. I, I th- I think Patrick Mahomes is probably up there for the heroics that he's done. And there's a few, but I've gone with Eric Fisher, uh, 11-0 record on the season, drank a beer, lost without him, and we had to do with Cam Irving, so that's my reasoning. <laughs> and Duncan? Uh, I've gone Travis Kelsey. Um, the, the guys that you've, you've mentioned are very, very worthy candidates. But I think that uh, the Mahomes-Kelsey connection, just there, there's something almost telepathic there. Um, he's an awesome go-to guy for Mahomes. I think when we need to get the ball moving, you know, back to back to back to back, that's four, right? Uh, Thousand-yard seasons, you know. Um, easily the best tight end in the league. And um, Kittle's good, but I don't think it's very close. It's, it's Travis Kelsey for me. Hmm. All right, well... Um... I went for probably the um, the most obvious answer. I went for Patrick Mahomes. Um, I thought like he had a great season uh, when he came back from injury. I felt like he really showed resilience and, and like a will to like push his team forward and put us in a winning mind frame. So uh, yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes for me. I think. Uh, and then flipping on to the other side of the ball, uh, defensive. Um, Neil, who do you have? Um, I'm going to go with Mike Pennell. Um... For the first, I think it was seven or eight games of the season when he wasn't playing opposition running backs average 148 yards a game. For the remaining seven games when he did play, they averaged 95 yards a game. Uh, And he was a massive part of that for me. He changed the way the defense played or was able to play 
by stopping the run early on and then giving us a chance to have the pass rushers go after whoever. So I think he made a significant difference when he came in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel like Mike Pennell did play a really good rotational role on that defence. He did really improve us when he came in. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and Tom, what about you? Um, I had two. Uh, I'm going to go with, well, one was a coach. So I'm going to go with the player. I'm going to go with Tyron Matthew. I think he changed the, the whole culture of the defence. And I think as a whole, we we look to him to lead the the whole team, really, not just the defence. But I think he had such a big impact this year. No, and it wasn't just his play on the field. I thought his whole round contribution to this team this year is one of the major contributing factors as to why we won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Tyron. Cool. And Duncan? Can I... Um, I'm allowed to pick the same guy? Um, yeah, of course, yeah. I have to go uh, Terry Matthew as well. Um, I think that he was obviously brought in as a, as a kind of big-ticket player, if you like. You know, a lot expected of him. And I think that maybe he didn't. Maybe his stats aren't as flashy as as you might like them to be. And he kind of maybe didn't have that kind of one highlight reel play. He doesn't have a great highlight reel, I guess, for this season. But I just think he came in and just set standards, kind of on and off the field. Um, something that we were probably sorely needing. Um, d- different, I guess, a different type of leader to Eric Berry, but kind of stepped into that um, sort of leader on the field that Eric Berry would have had, you know, a good experienced head in that kind of in the in the backfield. Um they called him the emotional leader of the defence. And the fact that he's a he's a team captain, he was addressing the team, you know, before the biggest playoff games, the Super Bowls, you know, it just shows just how much of an influence he was. Um Terry Matthew for me. Yeah, see I think I might have to go with you two as well. Uh, it's Terry Matthew for me. Um, I mean, the way that he played the field and how it was all over the place, it felt like he was four players sometimes. I mean, it literally felt like he was all over the place. Um, and obviously off the field as well, he was such a big motivational part of that locker room. And I feel like the team really got behind him and it really set like a identity for our defensive season. So yeah, for me, it's Matthew as well. Yeah, I was, I mean, gonna, he's, he's a... Sorry, I was just going to say, can I um, put... Uh, I might change mine to Steve Spagnolo. Um, I know he's not on the field itself, but... I imagine he had a lot to do with the recruitment this year and his in-game adjustments I thought were really impressive. Uh, the blitzing, which we haven't seen in years with Bob Sutton. So I, I think I'm going to change mine just for the sake of interest more than anything because I think he deserves a shout-out. I'm going to go with Steve Spagnola. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I never there was never a specification on player, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's why I've changed. Spagnola is great shout, it's a great shout, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult to... It's difficult to say that we wouldn't have won the Super Bowl without Spagnolo, but I think it's safe to say that we wouldn't have won it with Bob Sutton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a change was needed, yeah, but um, I'm just happy that Spagnolo was the guy to take us there because he did do a really good job of uh, turning this defence around compared to last season, um, as much as the players did when they stepped up into their roles, like Mike Pennell and Terry Matthew. So, um yeah, I mean, they're all great choices. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great shot. You've got, um, I think that the one difference that he brought this year to the to defence is that we stopped being so predictable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw it in the, the big games last year, the, the Tony Romo calling the, the, you know, what we were going to do from up in the booth. So if he can do that, you know, you're damn sure that the Patriots and Tom, Tom Brady, Brady can yeah. do that, right? And I think we've taken such a leap away from that. It took, it took a little while to get going, which I guess was always going to be the case. 
Um, and I guess, you know, on the, you, you've got honourable mentions to, to guys like Frank Clark and Chris Jones, who played hard all year through injuries as well. I mean, you could just imagine what Frank Clark might have been like had he not played hurt the first half of the season, I guess. But you just kind of saw the whole the whole unit growing together, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, obviously new schemes and completely new structures of a defence are going to take a while to uh, to develop and learn for the players. So I feel like I feel like Spagnoli always had an idea of where this defence was going to be and he kind of knew that's where we were going, but it just took us a few weeks to like get out of those bad habits and shake the rust off and really embrace his system and I feel like when we did we became a much better team because of it so yeah um, I've got rookie of the season written down but based on our I mean our countless group chat messages we send each other I, I'm going to assume we have the same person um, so do you want to just quick fire through them who's your guy for rookie of the season one Thornhill for me um, he was fantastic he he made such a difference to the back end of the defence uh, losing him to IR I thought at a time could cost us like a shot at the Super Bowl thankfully it didn't um, Fuller stepped in very admirably and Sorensen as well to a large extent but um, he's going to be a beast going forward he really is yeah I went same guy for many of the same reasons so. yeah and Duncan motion seconded thirded whatever yeah, I think that's me forking it as well. I mean, he stepped into the role really well. He um, he played the role perfectly. Um, obviously until the injury. Um, but yeah, the same for me as well. It's quite straightforward in all of our eyes, I feel. Um, but what about your moment of the season? What was the best moment of being a Chiefs fan this year? Well, I'm not sure I'd say it's the best moment of being a Chiefs fan, but the biggest moment of the season. I'm going with. Damian Williams' 91-yard touchdown run against the Vikings. Mm. That was a game we needed to win at the time. We didn't have Patrick Mahomes. It was a real bloodbath of a hard-fought game, and that just really turned the game. And to an extent, the season could have gone downhill if we didn't win that game, Uh, and it really kept us alive. And... To have Tyreek Hill chasing him into the end zone as well was fantastic. Um, but that was such a pivotal moment in the season for me, then I'm going to go with that for moment of the season. Yeah, I hadn't even considered that one. I could, I'd not forgot, but I completely slipped my mind about that one. Yeah, that was such a good play, and it was a, a, a must-win game for us with Patrick Mahomes out, obviously. Um, Tom, what about you? Um, I, again, I think there's some some big moments, probably good and bad. Um the Super Bowl is obviously probably the key one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with um, just because I found it funny. Um, the Chiefs second quarter against the Raiders, uh, I think Patrick Mahomes put up 270 <laughs> odd yards, four touchdowns. They had that first quarter where it felt like Derek Carr was taking forever to get a playoff, and it felt like that could be the way to beat the Chiefs. And then it was almost like we were like, now, nah. nah. And then second quarter just came out and absolutely blew them away, beat them in the black hole one last time. So yeah, I, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I mean another great one. Um, obviously one one of the probably the best quarter of our Chiefs football this season. Um, so yeah, great choice. Uh, what about you, Duncan? Yeah, I mean I'll, I'll maybe admit to a bit of recency bias in this one. Um, 
And so I don't know if it's necessarily the. Well, maybe to be fair, it is a. Is a I think it's a, a really important moment in the season. It's the. I think it's sixty-seven seconds uh, towards the end of the last regular season game, where we're playing the Chargers, and the Dolphins are in Foxborough, and I think. I mean, it's a, it's it's made for me by the call. I th- God, it slipped my mind. I think it's Kevin Harlan makes a call on it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But just, yeah. He's calling both games. It's just it's just fantastic. You know, the um, I think the Dolphins get the touchdown first and then you can just hear Arrowhead. They know Williams runs in it as well. And I think at that point, that changes the whole postseason for us. Um, I don't know if we were going to get through four games playing the way that we were in the... Um, in the playoffs, but to get the home field, to get the bye, um, I think was really massive. And the way that he called it on television just topped it off for me. I'm calling both games. <laughs> brilliant! It's absolutely brilliant. It's, it's um, you'll live a long time and not hear better commentary than that. Yeah, I mean, it was it was brilliant. Yeah, it was great. Um, I was actually going to go for the exact same one as you, Duncan. Um, I felt like the, 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 I was on the train actually on my way home uh, and I was trying to watch um, while well, I was watching both games um, and it, it was just coming to the end of the fourth quarter and when I found out obviously we had got the two seed I, I, I mean I went nuts I, it was crazy I thought if we weren't a three seed having to play a home home playoff game in the wild card and then going to New England and possibly going to Baltimore just seemed very shaky for our play, playoff hopes I mean obviously wild card teams they're, they're, they're always kind of pushed to the side in the playoffs because it's normally always the one seed or the two seed that makes it to the Super Bowl. Um, so I just felt like when we got that two seed and we got the bye week, it was um, it was something else. But for the sake of having a fourth option in there, um, I think for a, for a similar reason, um, mine is the Sammy Watkins touchdown in the championship game worth, um, versus the Titans. Um, I think that, mo- that was the moment for me when I kind of knew that we were going to the Super Bowl and that could like solidify my statement in saying that we are going to Super Bowl 54. Um, and for similar reasons, I mean, it was just such an elation of realising what, what was about to happen. Um, yeah, so it's that Sammy Watkins touchdown for me as a second choice after the, uh, after the Week 17 one. What about um, a low of the season? Those are the, those are the high points. I mean, we all know what the low of the season was. I'm just going to say just how bad... It was watching Patrick Mahomes lying under oh. a whole heap of gigantic mm-hmm. human beings with his knee pointing in the wrong direction, which is bad enough as it was. But for our um, for our listeners in the across the water in the states, just imagine watching that at half past two, three o'clock in the morning, knowing that you've got work the next day. <laughs> yeah. Watching Matt Moore come out. God love Matt Moore. Um, <laughs> I will hear nothing against him, but uh, I was trying to do the um, the Arrowheads Abroad Twitter commentary, and it um, it was tough. Yeah, I was I was in two minds whether to get up for that game or not, and um, I did, and then that happened, and like you say, to put it into context, that's at like one thirty two a.m. in the morning, and then you realise you've got not only three quarters of Matt Moore to watch in a divisional game, you've got your season may be over and I remember waking up the next day and my missus saying to me like how, how did how did it go last night and she put Patrick Holmes his knee is 
his kneecaps no longer in the right place <laughs> so um, not well um and she was like, oh, so did we lose? And I was like, no, no, we won. <laughs> but I don't feel like celebrating it anyway. But, but did yeah. we win? But did we win? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't feel like one. But that's, I mean, it's, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird one you think back now, right? Because he was going in to the game banged up. His ankle wasn't right. He was clearly not at 100%. And while you never want to see your star quarterback lying with a dislocated kneecap, it almost couldn't have happened at a better time. The buy, you know, we got through a couple of games which were, were sticky games. You know, we got well, Matt, we got the the win against the Vikings. We saw it through against the Broncos, beat the Vikings. Packers was never going to be easy. Um, got the bye week. It gave Mahomes just a bit of time to to get back from everything. You know, if if that was going, if, in a, in an ideal world, it doesn't happen. But if it's if you know that it's going to happen, it probably. It probably happened at about the right time. If he'd have kept, if he'd have kept playing on that ankle, the way that the line was playing at the time, I think he could have come away in a lot worse situation than having those three, four weeks off for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and Neil, again, do you have a particular low point of the season for you? Uh, for me, I uh, probably I think you'd have to go with that really. Um, I was pretty low against the Texans when we were 20 odd points down but that didn't last too long so that's all cool (laughs) I'm going to throw in when we lost to the Titans um, because that was such a a Chiefs game where the Chiefs it up and we were in Newcastle for that and we'd been drinking since lunchtime and so by kind of nine half nine in the evening wasn't in the happiest place watching that (laughs) I must say uh, which was well yeah, it it just it 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 looked like the Titans had come up with a blueprint of how to beat us. Um, um, apart from us screwing up a couple of field goals at the end, um, they kind of manhandled us to a large extent. Um, and you kind of go, geez, that that wasn't a good game to lose. Um, now we didn't know at the time how well the Titans were going to play down the stretch, but um, yeah, I remember at that watching that game, going, geez, this is not good. No, I mean, I know, I know there's been uh, a lot of chat about the ever-growing fan base of the Chiefs, you know, on the, on the back of um, Patrick Mahomes and the success, but if any new fans need to watch one game to understand what it's been like as a Chiefs fan over the years, that's that's yeah. not a bad example. Yeah, I mean, it was such a heartbreaker, especially towards the uh, the closing minutes with those missed field goals and the, the muff, the, like, hold with the field goal as well. Um yeah, it wasn't the greatest game to watch as a Chiefs fan, um, regardless of how long you've been watching watching the Chiefs for. Um, for me, I mean, I was going to go with the um, um, Patrick Mahomes' injury, um, but I feel like with the the Texans' loss in the divisional round, um, well, not loss, but the the first quarter, obviously the the um, hole we put ourselves in the first quarter, it reminded me about all those losses in the previous playoff playoff years. I mean. The Steelers not scoring a touchdown against us. Marcus Mariota catching his own pass for a touchdown. Uh, the New England one from the previous year. All these memories started flooding back to me. And although I hadn't completely lost hope, because obviously we've got Mahomes, there's always going to be that hope there. Um, it just, it was a bit crushing just to just to watch our team collapse like that in the first quarter. Um, yeah, I think that that was probably the lowest moment for me. Even though there was that little bit of hope there still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, moving on to a couple more trivial ones now. Um, if you were to take 
any of the players from the Chiefs roster to the pub, which um, which player would it be and why? Um, I, I'll open here. Um, I would be taking, as long as he's still on the roster, Chris Jones. Um, he is just such good crack by the look of it. Um, he is kind of the life and soul on the sidelines and he seems to be a really popular guy in the locker room. Um, he just seems such a bubbly fella, he really does. And uh, yeah, I'd quite happily, any, Chris, if you're listening to this by any chance, anytime you want to go for a pint, I'm right there with you, mate. We're in Dublin, Guinness. We'll do the evening of it, no bother. <laughs> um, uh, to be fair with Chris Jones as well, you ain't going to have any trouble. So it's probably not the worst choice. <laughs> I'm going to go with um, uh, Sausage. I'm going to go with Sherman. Uh, I think similar. He looks like a good crack. He looks like he knows his food, which is also important to me. Uh, I'm not sure I'd be able to keep up with him on the um, lager front. But no, nah, I think I think I think he'd be a good laugh, so I'm gonna go with Sherman. Would the two of you go out dressed up in this kind of his um, training Yeah, well, that's camp what gear. I was thinking as well, man. Because I do quite <laughs> like you know like the 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 dressing up element. Maybe a good fancy dress party. I reckon. I reckon that could be a good crack. Sherman's your guy, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's <laughs> the one. And <laughs> um, what about you, Duncan? Yeah, I feel about like this Anthony Sherman there as well. <laughs> I was. I mean, the obvious answer I was going to say is Travis Kelsey, but that's a. That, I mean, that on the face of it is a good idea, but I think that it's just going to lead to carnage, isn't it? It's yep. just. It's not going to. It's not in the well for anyone. He looks one. like. He looks to me like the sort of guy that goes out on a night out. All hell breaks loose, and then he walks away unscathed, while the rest <laughs> of us are stuck in the hangover. <laughs> um, I'm. I'm. I'm crashing. I'm crashing the Sherman date now, I think. Yeah, let's go. We'll go with that. Uh, that fancy dress. Oh, he's, he's, just, he's just awesome. He just the, like I mean, joking aside, the I think the um, he brings something really important to the team. I think. What you know, kind of one of these intangibles. You know, I don't know if it's spirit, camaraderie, energy. Just something the same with Chris Jones. To be fair, you know, there's just there's, there's something aside of what they do on the pitch that I think is is kind of it's difficult to quantify, but it's, it's really important when you kind of put together, you know, you know, your ninety man down to fifty three odd, you know, players. It can't it can't just be sort of it can't, it can't just be fifty three the best pe- players. You have to have the right people and the right chemistry as well. And I think these are the guys that just. That gel all these little bits together. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I was originally thinking Travis Kelsey as well, um, and I thought maybe more of a club rather than a pub uh, with Travis Kelsey. I feel like yeah, he is he is rowdy. He would love to uh, get into it. So probably not the best person to go to a uh, nice, quiet British pub. Um, so I think my choice is going to be Dustin Colquitt. Um, I mean, he's the longest tenured chief. So the amount of stories you must have from that locker room and the amount of funny things that have gone on in his time in the NFL um, and in the league as a whole, uh, I think it would be too too hard to turn down in terms of the stories we could have with a pint. Probably not a bad idea. Yeah. Plus, Travis Kelsey, he wears jogging bottoms a lot, right? He's not going to get in many clubs. You know, listen, I'm not, and I'm not in any way uh, an outfit snob. Uh, <laughs> But a lot of those videos when he was out with Mahomes in the last off season, and like you look, you just look like I was set for a day on the couch. 
as much as I love him, massive man crush, <laughs> Travis. Uh, again, if you're listening, uh, but nah, Sherman all the way. <laughs> and uh, obviously, Valentine's Day is in Britain. Uh, obviously, tomorrow, um, and it's it's fast approaching. Um, so, if you were to take any Chiefs player uh, home to see your mum, who would it be? <laughs> well, I, I thought the obvious one would be Patrick Mahomes because he's just such a nice guy. Um, he'd be very polite around your mum, and you know, it, you couldn't see him kind of offender anyway. But I'd kind of like to take Tyrion Matthew because I think he would be just Watch. so out of character. Like, dog, I want my tea, dog. Hey, do dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I would take Tyrion Matthew home. I think. Um, just to see what he does and how he interacts um, with me mum. It would be <laughs> surreal, I think, is the only word I can come up with. We'll probably have your mum running through a brick wall after done with yeah, London's yeah. house. <laughs> Straight through the kitchen wall. <laughs> uh, Tom, what about you? I went for someone who I think would be the opposite. I, I went for someone who I think would be uh, well-mannered, um, I went with Dan Sorensen. I can't see that he would have any problems with food, any choice of food. He wouldn't kick up a fuss about anything. I think it would be civil. Um, so I think he's the one that I'm going with. <laughs> He'd have to. He wears a lot of black paint on his face. Would you have? Mm. Would you have painted Dan or clean face Dan? I, I don't feel like Dan's the type of guy that would uh, turn up. With, with the markings but if he did um, I think you could quite easily say to him Dan that, that needs to go and uh, he'd, he'd probably take it off for you and not ruin your mum's nice face cloth in the process so. <laughs> but do you think that dirty Dan Sorison would have the uh, the best yeah, table you don't say that bit just <laughs> 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 go this is Dan yeah I don't think I could trust his table manners with his, uh, with his nickname I just don't think I'd uh I'd be able to trust it. I don't know where the dirty comes from, but um, yeah, yeah maybe. that's true. That is that is slightly worrying, like where that where that's come from. But just the way he was tapping his head to try and uh, like try and copy the <laughs> Tyron Matthew figure, how awkward he looked. I just <laughs> just don't see him causing any issues at all. <laughs> and Duncan, what about you? Uh, I well, I'd have to, to 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 grab him before he went to the pub, but. Uh, Dustin Colquitt, uh, if you need to pick one chief to meet your mum to give a good impression, it has to be Dustin. Um, he just he just looks like a really nice boy. And loyal as well. That's, a, that's the best thing about him, loyal. Um, obviously, he's the longest tenured chief, so uh, he's, he's, he's not gonna, he's not going to dump you, Duncan. He won't. No, I mean, I don't <laughs> know how my mum would feel about me having an older man. Oh, Christ, he might not even be an older man. Jeez, I forget how old I am these days. Uh, let's just call him an older man <laughs> I don't know how she'd feel about that uh, still Dustin though uh, for me I'm simply because I've seen what he puts on Twitter and I think he's a really nice just genuine funny guy um, I'm going for uh, Caelan Saunders um, I think he, he, he's, he's really funny on Twitter and the, the stuff he sends out is uh, it just makes me laugh and he just seems like a genuine down to earth guy I mean I've seen some of the Chiefs videos as well from the parade and he just seemed yeah, he seems uh, he seems like a nice enough guy, so he can meet my mum. Yeah, I, I really like Kaelin Saunders. Uh, I've said before, I think on, on on Twitter, I really like the cut of his jib. He again just looks like the sort of guy that has just 
something about him. Um, I thought he played pretty well this year as well. Um, uh, in his first season, did everything that was asked about him. But yeah, he has. He's got a, he's got a bit of the championship swagger that they spoke about, and he's got a party trick. Have you seen him do backflips? Yes, yeah, yeah I've wonderful. Seen him do that, yeah. A man that size doing backflips. You know, if the if, if the conversation fails, just get him in the back garden. Yeah, doing a random show. You can't go wrong, can you? Yeah. <laughs> and now continuing on with this uh, Valentine's theme. Um, sometimes you know you, you you get a bit of a crush on some people, um, but if it's not for the Chiefs. Who is your crush in the NFL that doesn't play for Kansas City? Well, we said someone you'd like to bring to the team. And I think if we had Christian McCaffrey from the Carolina Panthers, our offense would be lethal. Like, we would be putting up 80 points a game and we would never look like losing. If we had a a really serious running back um, who was also a very good receiver out of the backfield, Christ, we'd decimate teams yeah that's a great choice I mean McCaffrey's ability to like come out of the backfield and catch those passes from Patrick Mahomes the amount of stuff we could do with him and the, the way we could really put him into that uh, into our game plan would, would be ridiculous <laughs> almost <laughs> unstoppable um, it'd be yeah, unfair it, yeah yeah it, it would it would be definitely unfair yeah um, Tom what about you um, I'll let Duncan go because I've got three and I can't choose between them at the moment. So I'm hoping he, I'm hoping he takes <laughs> Tom's one. Tom's got a lot of crushes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You see, so I've gone. I've thought about this a little bit, uh, and I've gone realistic in that he's he's a guy that we already know. Um, he's available, and he's made noises that suggest that he would definitely be amenable should we do the old yawn and stretch and put an arm around his shoulder and invite him round. So I'm thinking. Chris Harris from the uh, from the Broncos. Oh yeah. Mm, yeah. I, th- I think he. Um, I'm going to say it now out loud in public. I would not be surprised if he's on our team next year. Uh, I know he's expensive and we'll need to do some jiggery pokery with the roster, but he is an elite cornerback in a position that we desperately need strengthening. Bodies. <laughs> well, bodies, but also you know, there's a there's a good body for you. Um, he'd be expensive I know he's not a cheap date but um, <laughs> if we're going to uh, if we're going to move on from, from Chris Jones which I'm not advocating just if we're going to do that um, I would not be surprised that Chris Harris comes to us you heard it here first uh, Duncan reckons that uh, Chris will be on the Chiefs or Chris Harris will be on the Chiefs next year um, for me I mean for a similar idea to Neil um, I went for Saquon Barkley uh, I mean, I just love the guy. I love the way he plays. Um, I think he's a great player. Um, his his balance, his ability to slip tackles, it, it, it's relentless. Um, although I didn't, obviously he's not as good as the uh, out of the backfield with catching the balls as um, Christian McCaffrey or the likes of like, Alvin Kamara. But um, I think just for a pure runner and the way he's playing this first season and second season, it's just, it, it's crazy. So yeah, I think Saquon Barkley for me. Right, but before Tom goes, I'm just, just going to call you guys out. I mean, I've been a little bit harsh on um on our man Williams after what he did the other week. You know, he's 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 done everything we need him to and already we're looking for for his replacement. Uh yes, but the, there's good players and there's elite players. And I think Barkley and McCaffrey would go in the elite category and Williams would go in the good category. Like if you had Kelsey Hill 
Hardman and Watkins running four verticals and you've got Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield, good luck trying to cover the five of them. Uh, you just don't have enough guys. And if you've got somebody one-on-one with Christian McCaffrey, there's an easy 15, 20 yards, no problem. Um, so uh, I, I'm not dissing Damien Williams, but if there's room to improve that offense, then running back is definitely where that's at. No, I, I do agree. I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious, but uh, and I do, I do think we'll have. Well, I, I would be surprised if McCoy's there. I mean, he, he won't be there next year, so no. Um, there'll certainly be, a, I'm sure, some fresh blood in the in the running back room next year. I still, I think Damien Williams will be our number one back next season. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, but if money was no object and certain players are available, there's room to upgrade there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom, how about you? Maybe your three guys. Yeah, so they're all three. That all three are still there. Um, <laughs> I kind of went with positions of need. Um, the I go with like kind of order of. I go three, two, one. Uh, I went with Quinton Nelson as probably my third choice. Mm-hmm. I think he's just incredible, and we need the help. Um, and I went with uh, Bobby Wagner, uh, linebacker, coverage linebacker is is definitely on the high priorities of what we could need but the one I'm going to go with uh, for a couple of reasons is um, uh, Kelsey from the Eagles uh, Jason Kelsey it's Jason Kelsey isn't it yeah yeah, it is. yeah uh, centre we desperately need a centre going into next year um, he's obviously got the, the brotherly connections with um, Travis and he's incredibly good at what he does so I think you'd probably choose Nelson over him just for the age thing, but if we're going purely on on quality, I'm going to go with Kelsey. Yeah, that's a great show. I hadn't even considered that uh, that brotherly connection that uh, the two Kelsey yeah, brothers have. Yeah, I just think have. it'd be quite cool. Yeah, definitely, yeah. That's a, that's a lot of personality. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. Um, well, that's all the ones that I had jotted down. Um, I don't know if you guys had any more uh, ones you want to throw in there for award ceremony for the Kansas City Chiefs. Any more? For any more? No, not for me. I definitely didn't prepare it, you know. <laughs> Just in case you had some more, uh, some more surprise awards to throw in there. Um, but if that's all of them, I think, um, yeah, that, that just about does it for today's episode. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in, tuning in Chiefs Kingdom. Um, we'll see you on the next one.